Gratitude is an absolute energy shifter. When we get into gratitude, we don't have to like what's happening to us. But I do believe that we must be in gratitude of the lesson that we may not see in the moment. And in order to get to gratitude, we must become radically mindful. We must be mindful of our thoughts. We must be mindful of our emotions. We must be mindful of where we are in the moment. And if we really look hard, if we really pay attention, there is always something to be grateful, always. And when we combine gratitude with mindfulness, we can begin to find the peace and tranquility in our lives that brings us the kind of joy that I think the world is seeking, the kind of love that I think the world is seeking. And in those moments, we can transform not only ourselves and the people around us, but the entire world. Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast on www.georgeandbenta.com, where you'll hear a new story each week that will inspire more gratitude in your own life. Our mission is to inspire 100,000 people to discover how to feel gratitude and live a happy life through the amazing life stories of our successful guests and their actionable tips. And now, the host of our podcast, George and Benta. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today with us, we have Daniel Gutierrez. He is one of the high-powered executives and in-demand consultants who graced the covers of Latin Business, Siphon, and Color Magazines. And he realized that there was more to success than a seven-figure earning potential. To everyone's surprise, at the height of his career, Daniel dared to leave it all behind and decided to dedicate the next chapter of his life to becoming a master of mindfulness. During the past 10 years, Daniel has led nearly 30 quests to the heights of Machu Picchu, the depths of the Amazon, and the top of the Himalayas. Uh, he's also a best-selling author who is excited to release his fifth book in February. So uh, I'm really excited uh, that we have him here to talk about mindfulness and uh, his experience with gratitude. Daniel, welcome to the Gratitude Podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited about uh, getting the opportunity and honored to be on your show. My pleasure, my pleasure. So let us know a little bit more about you, about your journey, and also um, in the minutes to come uh, about your experience with gratitude. Absolutely. Well, you know, I, I'm, I want to tell a story that's really at the beginning of the book and kind of kind of tells the, the story of radical mindfulness. But if you could just imagine, uh, those of you that may know Manhattan, New York, uh, is a huge city uh, in the U.S., and I was at a restaurant, a <clears throat> uh, very uh, elegant restaurant uh, in New York City on, in, the, in the winter, somewhere between November and December. It was a cold day. It was a snowing day. It was beautiful. I was sitting looking out the, the window, uh, sitting there in this huge leather chair and my fine uh, glass of cognac and um, thinking I was just you know, it, I was just full of myself, just full of ego and my accomplishments at the time, to give you some perspective, I was president of a very prestigious uh, New York based 
uh, C-suite organization, which means that everyone in the organization was uh, a president, uh, a CEO, a CDO, or a CFO. I was the oh. president of that organization. Uh, I was an advisor to the Department of White House personnel for President Obama uh, during his tenure there. Uh, I was um, very in high demand uh, speaking um, to corporations on the topic of leadership. So I absolutely didn't have any reason to be unhappy. But then in, in a moment's time, I was looking at my reflection in the glass as I sat there thinking about my success. And all of a sudden I noticed that there was a tear coming down my face. And I thought, what is that? And then I heard a voice that said, Daniel, who are you? And what values did you sell to be who you are today? And immediately I thought, oh my goodness. And, and I know as a strong leader in anywhere that sometimes, sometimes in leadership, in order to get to the end result, we have to do things that we don't want to do, or maybe just turn the other way and ignore. And I clearly had done that. And in that moment, I, I realized that all of the success that I had, uh, and, and, and the stress that I had in having that success didn't mean anything. And mm. at that moment, I decided to leave it all behind. I left my speaking career. By the way, I was getting uh, between ten dollars and $25,000 a speech. I was well paid. I didn't have to leave. I left it all. I no longer communicated or made the White House conference calls. I was at the end of my tenure as president. It was time for me to go. And I ended up for the next six years traveling to the Himalayas, working with the monks, uh, working with the shamans of the Amazon jungle, and also working with the Bacos and the Kiro of the Andinian mountains in Peru. And I, and I just wanted to know, what's next? Who am I? And so that gives you a little bit of a picture of how I got to understanding peace and tranquility and gratitude I'll talk to you about in just a minute because one of the chapters in my book is the practice of celebrating life through gratitude and love and so if you can imagine I'm, I'm traveling and traveling and traveling and and, and one day <laughs> I, I kind of woke up five six years later and I said to myself again what did I do why did I leave my career why did I leave my <laughs> business what what were you thinking, Daniel? Right? It's like all of a sudden I woke up and, and you know, probably because I was close to broke. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and you know what? And then I got a phone call, Bentham. I got a call. And, they, and my, my siblings, my sister said to me, come home. I knew what that meant. Mother had been sick for two years and her health had taken a turn for the worst. So the question I had before I went to see my mother was, why? Why did I do this? Why, why did I throw everything away? And then I got the answer. I went to see my mother and um, my, my siblings had been taking care of her. So I told them, please go home and let me uh, take care of mother tonight. Go get some rest. I'll stay in the hospital with her. And the most amazing thing happened to me. And this was the basis of, of why I wrote the book, Radical Mindfulness is that all of that study, all of that, all of that travel 
all of that connection, all of that seeking, all my life actually, brought me to one moment in time with my mother as she was beginning to let go of this earth. I remember being in her room around two o'clock in the morning, because if you've ever been in a hospital room, they don't make it comfortable for, for us. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so it's two o'clock in the morning, and I'm looking at her, and I can't sleep because of all the whistles and the bells, and I, I was just concerned. And I, and I look over at her, and in a moment's time, I could feel the struggle of her heart. I could feel her liver failing in my own body. I could feel her struggling to breathe, and I didn't understand why. And I thought, wow, what's happening? And then before I knew it, above her body was just a light, just a light. It wasn't mom. It was just like a spirit. It was just a light. And then I became a light. And I realized that in my ego, in my humanness, I wanted to escape to poor me. My mom's dying. I wanted to escape to you were a horrible son. You should have been closer to your mother. You should have traveled here more than you did. I I wanted to do all these things. But I had been trained by the monks in the Himalayas. I was trained by the shamans in the Amazon. I was trained by the Kiro in the Andes to stay present, to stay radically present. And I did. I used all that practice. That was the why, Benta. Why did I do all this? Because I needed to be present for that moment. That light said to me, many lifetimes before we incarnated into this body, you made me a promise. You made a contract with me. The contract was that you would be here when I needed you most. And you are. I release you from your contract. You are free to go. Tears ran down my face as I experienced this incredible joy and gratitude and love with my mom that, that, I, that I never had. It was as if I had been released from a, almost like a prison. The gift that my mother gave me at that moment, the gratitude that I felt for that love was absolutely amazing. And that's where the word radical came from because it, In order to be that present, in order not to allow your ego and your humanness and your feelings and your emotions to run with you, it needs to be radical. Radical mindfulness is the practice of mindfulness. Mindfulness is obviously awareness. And in that moment, I was practicing mindfulness so radically that I stayed there long enough to get that message. And that is the beauty of this journey that I went on and the reason why I um, wrote this book. Uh, called radical mindfulness wow i i actually felt uh the 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 emotions behind uh your story and um i had goosebumps when when you (laughs) when you told a a part of it like the the last part quite interesting (laughs) and uh quite amazing so um I know that gratitude and mindfulness have a lot in common. Uh, What's your take on this? How do you see uh, that gratitude blends with uh, mindfulness and the other way around? I think that one of the the bases of peace and tranquility, one of the bases of mindfulness is gratitude. And that's why one of the chapters is called Practice Celebrating Life Through Gratitude and Love that whatever is happening to us in life, 
if we don't find gratitude in the experience of our humanity, we're lost. It is difficult for someone to say, how could you be grateful that your mother passed? I said, I was grateful because of the lesson I learned. I was grateful that I had a moment in time with her that was of the ages. Yeah. I was grateful that I had an opportunity to experience what I did. Gratitude is an absolute energy shifter. When we get into gratitude, we don't have to like what's happening to us. But I do believe that we must be in gratitude of the lesson that we may not see in the moment. And in order to get to gratitude, we must become radically mindful. We must be mindful of our thoughts. We must be mindful of our emotions. We must be mindful of where we are in the moment. And if we really look hard, if we really pay attention, there is always something to be grateful, always. And when we combine gratitude with mindfulness, we can begin to find the peace and tranquility in our lives that brings us the kind of joy that I think the world is seeking, the kind of love that I think the world is seeking. And in those moments, we can transform not only ourselves and the people around us, but the entire world. Totally, totally. But how do we uh, manage to stay grateful and mindful when we have challenges like we, we all do in life? And I'm really curious, uh, from your perspective, uh, if I understand correctly, you've worked with um, CEOs, with people that have had huge responsibilities. Yes. Uh, and of course, when you have so many responsibilities, you're focused on uh, making sure bad things aren't happening or putting out fires and all kinds of things <laughs> of this nature. Um, but how can we, even though we are not at that level, uh, how can we be grateful more often instead of putting out fires, even though they are not as big as uh, probably CEOs or top management people have? Well, I think that our fires and our problems and tribulations in our life are relative to our lives. So the, the CEO of a company might have fires to put out or problems to solve, but they're not any bigger or better or worse than someone who's trying to feed their family. It, to, to each person, it's the same. Exactly, yeah. The, the, uh, the ocean is not the ocean without waves, and nor is life without problems. It is part of something as part of the human experience. And so I'm, I'm going to give you uh, very quickly the six steps that I outline in my book on how you can be more grateful, more mindful, more accepting, more forgiving, because it, these are the things that keep us from not being able to appreciate life's lessons as they show up. Of course. We're going to have waves in our life. We're going to have problems. But that, that's part of life. That's part of our human experience. So here they are very quickly. So when you find yourself in a position where you're not grateful or in gratitude, it's because you have lost control of your ability to stay present, to be mindful. So what you want to do, number one, is to get radically mindful using meditation, yoga 
uh, breathing, aromas, or, or essential oils to bring you back into the present moment. Everyone does something different. But the very simplest of simple is actually taking a deep breath, exhaling, and allowing yourself to get present. Now, just doing that, I could feel my whole body release whatever tension I was holding in. So that's the first thing. And, and, and uh, at the very, the subtitle of my book is how to, uh, how to find peace and tranquility in as little as 60 seconds. Breathing is something we, we all should do. But Benta, guess what? Most people hold their breath. That's mm -hmm. why they get tense. They get to hold the breath. They don't even know they're holding a breath. So the first thing is to get mindful by using meditation, yoga, breathing, essential oils, whatever brings you back into the present moment. Now, here's where the next five things are important. Ask yourself this question. Where are my thoughts right now? Am I in the future? Am I in the past? Or am I in the present? Chances are, if you have to ask yourself that question, you're not present. If you're in the past, you are, are stressed or you are uncomfortable or lack gratitude because of something you can't change. It happened. It's behind us. And the same thing about the future. The power we have to connect to the, to the divine, to essence, to the creator is in the present moment. It is the only place in our human experience where we have the power to shift the gratitude. That is the only place. The next question, after you realize where you're at, is you at, this is important. You ask yourself, this is number three, am I okay right now? 99% of the time, the, the answer is yes, I am okay. Then, then if you're okay, then we must realize that the emotions, feelings, and things that are feeling out of control are not true. And so the next question is, number four, are the thoughts I'm having right now, current, that I'm having right now, real? Have they ever been real? So if we're fearing something, we're in fear, doubt, and disbelief about not being able to pay our mortgage or our rent at the end of the month. But that's never been true. It's always happened. Then what are we stressed about? Why are we out of the present moment? Why are we in the past or the future? It's very important that we realize that I think that the number is somewhere in the 80 percentiles that 80 percent of the things that we worry about never come to pass. Yet we mm. give it so much energy that it causes disease in our bodies. Stress is, a, it, I think, one of the number one killers in our world. And stress, most of the time, is self-inflicted. It's hard to be in gratitude if you're stressed out. That's why gratitude is so important. The next question, number five, is, is what I'm doing right now? getting me closer or further from my desired outcome. If you are a business owner, if you are a student, if you are whatever it may be, if you're a business owner and you're, you're stressed out, uh, un unable to stay in the present moment, you will not make that phone call to that client that could change it all. But when you are in the present moment you will, and you make that call, then you are doing something to shape and change the future of your experience. It is the only way that will happen. So number six is act. That means you must do something to shift the energy and state you're currently in. So if you are in a, in a place where you feel stressed out or you feel disconnected or ungrateful, uh, unconnected, unforgiving, unaccepting, go take a walk. Do something to break the energy that you're in. When we do that, 
everything shifts and we begin to realize how silly it was that we spent as much time as we did not being present. And so these six things are extremely important in finding your way to gratitude. Gratitude is one of those things that I think people think, oh, I can't be grateful. My life is horrible. Well, you're still alive. You're still breathing or you wouldn't have that thought. Mm-hmm. Isn't that enough to be grateful? That even if my life is difficult, I will thank the universe for giving me life right now. What about our bodies? Our heart pumps every single second without our help. Doesn't that give us enough, uh, 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 enough to be grateful and to have gratitude in our lives? So there are many things for us to be grateful if we really look. And in mindfulness, these six things that I outlined are important because it helps you get to a place where you could take that deep breath and just say, even if I don't know what for, I am going to have gratitude in my heart. I'm Mm -hmm. going to have gratitude in my life. And in doing that, I can find the connection to essence and the connection to forgiveness and acceptance. And through all that, I will find love. Wow, I love this. <laughs> this is so beautiful. Like I really felt it and I uh, think it's it's so powerful actually. Because uh, many times we, when we are stressed out, we even forget why we, we started stressing about... Yeah! Like what, what was the, the actual subject how how <laughs> it actually uh, got us to to be so stressed out and we just go with the flow uh, with the emotions and we continue with another thing that we think it's the source of it and uh, it's it's a really bad circle that that isn't really helping us and uh, I think this radical mindfulness is really uh, helping us put a stop to to this to this circle and it's so so important yeah it's the madness because we do create our own experience stress uh, is manufactured by us it's self-inflicted you can't be stressed if you don't allow stress if you allow something like you said to get to you it could be simple it could be as simple as, as someone driving by and you don't like the way they look and the rest of your day is ruined. For what? For what? You don't even, we're not even, this is why radical mindfulness is so important. It's, it's not that mindfulness is not good by itself, but many people take yoga. Many people meditate. Many, many people have uh, practices in the morning before they go to work. But if you don't carry that with you all day long, it's not a practice. A practice or the practice of mindfulness is radical mindfulness. And if we can even get, I don't know, 80% of that, taking that deep breath and realizing that if we breathe before we act, we'll have less stress in our life. And we won't allow ourselves, as you said, to go down that, that road where we wake up and we realize, what was that all about? Because <laughs> I didn't like my coffee? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> And we sometimes uh, actually go into conflicts because of these small things and we amplify them even more. 
and yes. it's it's such a pity because it, if we are mindful if we are aware of ourselves we can understand that it actually started inside of us and we that's where we have the most power right because we can't control how the other might react or we can't control um i don't know external circumstances too much but we can control how we react and what yes. happens inside of us and what we choose to do yes yes absolutely and, and that is the you know I, and, and a lot of people want to say well but my life this my life we all everybody's life is relative to their own experience like the ceo has problems and fires to put out like i said earlier it's not any different than the normal person that experiences not being able to pay their bills or struggling financially it's the same stress it has the same end result and that is dis-ease in your body hmm. that's why gratitude is so important it's so important to realize that in every situation even my mother passing as much as my human experience felt the pain and as much grief that i had to process i was still grateful for the opportunity to be her son i was still grateful that she taught me to love above anything. I was still grateful that in that moment, she taught me what radical mindfulness was, which by the way became, that's where the title of the book came from. It was that moment where I said, wow, that was radical, radical, radical mindfulness. Wow. And, and I began to write the book and 20 months later, it's available next month. So uh, absolutely the, the only power that you have is in the present moment and the more we can stay there the more power we have to change our lives and to change our future what you think about in the present moment is the, or the dreams of today are the reality of tomorrow be careful what you're thinking this is wonderful this is wonderful and i i'm really curious um since I, I didn't go to Machu Picchu or uh, in the Amazon <laughs> or, not uh, yeah, not yet at least, <laughs> or in the Himalayas, um, if you, you've received any kind of lessons, whether that's uh, through spoken word or through actual actions from the teachers that you have there uh, regarding gratitude? Well... Gratitude is the result of our ability to stay present. It's hard to find gratitude if you're in fear, doubt, and disbelief. Definitely. So it's extremely important that, that we stay present. And so the monks in the Himalayas taught me how to breathe. They taught me how breath can keep us present, which is really the easiest thing all of us can do. Mm -hmm. There's no need to... to uh, med uh, meditate for 40, 50 minutes unless you have a practice. You, all of us can do it. Just stop and breathe. In the, in the Amazon, the, they taught me acceptance. And when we're in acceptance as, uh, of life, these are the practices I outline in my book. Uh, unconditional acceptance. Not as I want it, but as it is. And when I find acceptance, Acceptance, and, and I'll, I'll tell you a quick little story about 
being in the jungle. Uh, I didn't like it. There's a lot of mosquitoes. There's no bathroom. There's no kitchen. There's no shower. There's no water. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't like it. And, And I struggled because I resisted that. And then one day I woke up and realized that the jungle didn't need me. And the jungle was the jungle. And it was in perfect harmony with itself. And if I wanted to have a better experience, I needed to be part of that harmony. So I accepted the jungle as it was and as it is. And I became one with the jungle. Why is that important? Because then I could be grateful for the lessons that the jungle had to teach me. Not being so concerned about the thousands of mosquitoes that were out there because the mosquitoes were there before I got there. They don't care. I'm there. They don't care. I'm there. And so once I found gratitude in my experience in the jungle, I was able to, to let go. And you know what? This is weird. The mosquitoes didn't bother me. <laughs> mosquitoes didn't bother me. And so the other thing that I learned from the, the Andes is that in order to have gratitude, in our lives, that we must be connected to essence. We must connect to essence first. Now, that can mean many things to many people. It can be God. It can be creator of the universe. It can be the wind in your hair on a breezy day. It's that moment when you connect with the absolute knowingness that there is something bigger than you, and you are connected to that in a way that absolutely runs shivers through your body. And when we connect to that, we connect to ourselves. And once we connect to ourselves, we connect to others. Not, but, and not any other way. That One of the, the shamans up high up in the Andes taught me that. That the secret to life is to connect to essence, connect to ourselves, and then connect to others. There is no other path. And when we do that, we can find gratitude anywhere we are at. Hmm. Because we realize the massiveness and the powerful universe that we live in. Wow, I I love each and every one of the <laughs> lessons, and I I think you you've managed to to get the essence out of them beautifully. Like I I, I could really feel the 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 depth of of these experiences and of these teachings. And wow, thank you so much for for sharing that with me and with. Um, the gratitude seekers, I really, really appreciate it. So uh, we're nearing the end of our time together, and I wanted to ask you uh, in your life, who are the people that uh, made the difference and the people that you are really grateful for? Well, obviously, um, I'm always grateful for the universe, for for, for the creator. Uh, for Pachimama, which is Mother Earth, that continually teaches me how to be grateful, how to be present, how to be radically mindful. And of course, my mother, who, which was the reason why I wrote this book, um, was to, ca- to capture the lessons and to leave her, to be able to leave a legacy for her, for others to read. My son, my 17-year-old son, Uh, who I write in the beginning of the book, gives me the energy and love and gratitude to continue to leave a legacy, not only for him, but for the world. These are are people, places, and things. I have so many teachers, Benta. Oh, my gosh. So many. 
teachers uh, from around the world that, and even even a homeless person can be a teacher mm. if we if we're present and in gratitude for the experience of connecting to each other. Anyone can be a teacher. Anyone can teach us something if we are open and not looking down or up. I choose not to lead or to follow, but to walk beside you, arm in arm, full of gratitude, love, and acceptance and forgiveness, because that is the only way that we can change our world. Gandhi said it best when he said, in order for us to change our world, we must love those that are more broken than us. Hmm. And in, in that, it will not only shift us, but shift our world. Wow. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. <sighs> Thank you so much for, for being here with us and for sharing so many amazing experiences and so much knowledge. I really, really appreciate it. And um, let us know where our, our audience can find you, where our audience can find your book. Okay. So um, is it okay for me to share dates? I, I'm not sure when this um, um, is next. Yeah, oh, sure. No. Right now. So okay. let us know. All right. So, so next month uh, uh, in February, on Valentine's Day, February 14th, uh, I will be releasing the electronic version of my book, Radical Mindfulness. And these stories that I've shared with you are more in-depth, obviously, in the book. Uh, and uh, they'll be available on Amazon. Very easy to find. Amazon.com. You just got to put in Radical Mindfulness or Daniel Gutierrez. And the book will be 99 cents for three days, 14th, 15th, and 16th. So you want to go and grab it then. And please share it with all your friends. I, I want to see a global movement where... Which that's why I have it for 99 cents, so people can go in there and get that book. So that's that's one way you can get the book. And then on the 18th, which is the second anniversary of my mother's passing, um, the book will be available uh, via paperback. So electronically on the 14th, uh, on the on the 18th, um, it will be available on paperback. Uh, I would encourage you to uh, go to my website, which is DanielGutierrez.com. That's D-A-N-I-E-L. G-U-T-I-E-R-R-E-Z.com. There, if you, if you choose to, you can uh, sign up for my newsletter. And I have a free 60-second meditation there. Because I believe that's all it takes, 60 seconds. And I did this meditation when I was deep in the Andes with a famous Latin Grammy-winning harpist. We did a 60-second meditation with him playing and me, and me and my voice. And it's free for you. So go to my website. Uh, you can get that. You can get the book on Amazon. And uh, Benta, I, I just can't thank you enough for uh, for your love and, and your commitment to the human uh, experience by sharing gratitude, because I do believe above anything that gratitude is the key to happiness. And gratitude can be found in even the most difficult situations. Definitely. I love that. Thank you so much for your kind words and for for sharing so many amazing things with us thank you thank you hey gratitude seeker thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this interview i really appreciate it and if you could think of one person that would also benefit from it share it with them it might actually be the inspiration that they need to make their day or maybe even their life much better thank you so much once again this has been Georgian Benta, 
don't forget to keep seeking and spreading gratitude.